Hello, everyone, and welcome to Consumer Culture, the pop culture show where Jesse talks a lot and I play the new World of Warcraft expansion. Hello, Jesse. How are you? I knew it. Listen, I'm good. You got to have priorities, <laughs> man. I'm doing my right. best. Azeroth yeah. isn't going to save itself. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, we got a pretty fun show today. Uh, not much news, honestly. Like It's kind of lean. My Google Docs yeah. only one page. Uh, which oh, is no. usually more than that, uh, but we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, we're gonna start with kind of the first topic that we came up with when we started this show. Like when we started pitching ideas, it was like, all right, here's the the albatross on the neck, here's the uh, the lighthouse on the shore. When are we gonna talk about the MCU? <laughs> all and of them, so, all the time, forever, yeah, right? Uh, Welcome to the MCU podcast. There's only 6,000 of them. God, I... All right, it hits a point where that stuff becomes too ubiquitous. I saw a... Right. I didn't really write it down, but um, uh, Adam Pally and Neil McDonough recently got cast in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Right. And in the article I read about it, like, one of the paragraphs is just, they were both in the MCU in different movies. Like... Well, like, they, they both have very good careers and are incredibly talented and accomplished character actors. But no, let's talk about Dumb Dumb Dugan and a cameo in Iron Man 3. <laughs> um, when, you know, just last week when Chris Pine basically was like, I'm not going to do uh, Star Trek 4 for this amount of money and left with Chris Hemsworth, there was hopefully tongue-in-cheek, but definitely speculation of like, oh, man, is Disney making their move to complete their collection and get the fourth Chris? <laughs> no, I, I guarantee his DC contract. Yeah, no, 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 no. There's, def there's definitely that. But, like, but people man, actually yeah. asked that question because, of course, they did. That's the actual Avengers. Like, the, those are yeah, the, all the, four the, the Chris Finity stones when you get all four of the Chris's together. <laughs> oh, my God. You can eliminate half of the Chris's in the universe with just a snap. Oh my god, that's a lot of Chris's. Yeah. That's Chris. I assume that's a billion. Like like there's eight billion people, one billion of them no, are named Chris. Calm down. There aren't that many like there are way more brown people than white people. There's like a million Muhammads. <laughs> there are not a there's like a billion Muhammads, there's not a billion Chris's. Uh now I'm curious. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm just curious as to where Chris falls on the like most popular boy names. In twenty, wow, where's? There oh, it's, it's number thirty-eight. Ooh, what's number okay, one? I, I have to know this. now. Because this one says number one and two on the list are Liam and Noah. Although wrong. Well, I mean, listen, if that's for like yet, yeah, like this year, I could see that. Like, okay, I, yeah. obviously, we don't know a lot of people named Liam and Noah because we ain't fucking around with many six-month-olds. Yeah, <laughs> or or in Europe. True. Yeah, Liam, Noah, yeah, Elijah, I, I assume Logan, the most, and Mason. All right. Yeah, I assume the most like generic, very overly popular white dude name is Adam. No, oh no, there's not as many Adams as you think. <laughs> Honestly, like, I uh, I have witnessed too many Adams. Like when <laughs> I met you, I met like two other Adams, yeah. and then there was like the four or five Adams on what culture for some fucking reason. Yeah, they do collect Adams. I watched a video of yeah, theirs mandatory, a ago. mandatory. Yeah, yeah I was really bored. Adam. I was really bored, and like some fucking what culture wrestling video popped up on my YouTube recommendations, and it wasn't very good. But I watched like the first two minutes of it, and this guy's like, "Hi, I'm fucking Adam Bumblesnitch," and I'm like, "How many Adams do they have? I know they it's lost like lost Adams and gained Adams, <laughs> right? It's 
it's like, <laughs> mathematical I've met, atoms over I've there. met like four atoms over the course of my life. Right. Uh, although I will forever contend that my girlfriend Heather is only dating me because my name is Adam because she's a really big fan of Funhouse, uh, oh. the YouTube people, and her favorite I, is oh Adam Kovic. Oh my God. And she follows another dude who does like YouTube stuff, and his name is Adam. So I'm just convinced she is just living vicariously through me because uh, my name is Adam. But anyway. Well, that's a that's a um, horror movie um, yeah, some start sing- that, that no that one's is, done yet. That, that someone's I mean, dating yeah. someone just because their name is the same. It's kind of single white female-ish. You could read it. No, it is, female. but but it's never been that specific, yes, which... Yes. Is where horror movies are going to True. me is that they have to get more specific to be more. Because everything's been done. Every yeah. horror movie possible has been done. They're already remaking Halloween again. Listen, have you seen like? Okay, so this is actually really interesting. The Halloween 2018 movie. You know who wrote it? Who? Uh, Danny McBride. Okay. Because Danny McBride never wanted to be an actor. He is like a film like historian he loves film he always wanted to be like a writer or a producer or a director he like went to a very nice film school uh yeah. and but like he just ended up being an actor and so and didn't if, and he, he write your highness your highness wasn't as far as i know your highness wasn't didn't have a script like it was like mostly improvised oh, wow and they had, like, an outline that. yeah uh but now that you see that you, you know uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so he like loves the Halloween movies and like has this great affection for them. So he and the director David Gordon Green, who also directed Pineapple Express, uh, mm-hmm. got together and like pitched this new Halloween movie, kind of like throwing out a lot of the stuff, bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis and going back to the roots. And so like I'm not super interested in a new Halloween movie just because I'm not interested in other Halloween movies, uh, except for Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. It's a weird mm-hmm. thing that fascinates me. Uh, but like I think. I think it's fascinating that they got these people in because they genuinely, like, they're not your typical people that would do this, but they have a genuine love for the material. So I hey, think it'll be fine. I'm, I'm very, you know curious. who, um, do you know who's doing the film score for the new Halloween movie? Is it, uh, John Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah. He did the film score for the original. I know, but it's, yeah. it's super cool. That they I, got I did see, I, when I was like looking at stories earlier, I did see a story on like screen rant that was like, here's a teaser trailer for John Carpenter's Halloween score, which that tracks. Uh, but yeah. And so I, I think that's really interesting. We actually just passed the 20th anniversary of Halloween H2O. Which, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like we're, we just so do our new segment at the beginning this time since we've already kind of. Ah, it's fine. So. <laughs> MCU. We're gonna start. We're gonna go backwards. Yep. We're gonna start with Ant Man and the Wasp because I think Ant Man and the Wasp is the movie that we have the least to say about, and that's not yeah. a bad thing. It's just it is a what very, it is. It's, it's very. Just, it's very. It's just a very pleasant, fun movie. It is very modest, straightforward. Like even the bad guys aren't really bad guys, except Walton Goggins because he's Walton I Goggins. S- I saw somebody say that like totally missed the point where they thought that Shadow was the villain. And like, no, mm-hmm. Shadow's not the villain. Shadow is the main antagonist, but yeah. the antagonist isn't necessarily the villain. Right. Uh, like, she, like, Walton Goggins is the villain. Walton Goggins is the bad guy. But mm-hmm. Shadow is the, is the main antagonist. Uh, but yeah, yeah I no, I saw that too. People were talking about it. It's like it had a weak villain. Well, you know, no one's really a villain. This There was layers to everybody because yeah. not everyone... <coughs> Calm down. Don't <coughs> I'll let this out. It's that fine. happened. Yeah. But so not everybody 
really you could root for either way or the other, except, you know, Hank's wife, which I can't remember now. It's not Mary, is it? What is Janet. it? Janet. Janet. Yeah. Um, she's she's the only one you super rooting for because, you know, yeah. you want her to get the fuck out of there. But everybody else is very... This is, this is very complexly layered and yeah. to me um, for all the characters. Everybody had more to say and more to do. Um, even though it was a very straightforward plot itself. I don't know. It was very good. I don't think... I think this is better than the first Ant-Man. I think so, too. Um, I really like the first Ant-Man, but I yeah, think this is better. The first Ant-Man's hilarious. Um, the, the, three, the three wombats, as God. I'll call them, because Michael, it's the, the best. Those guys are so good. Yeah. Like, in, the Baba in, Yaga scene is... Baba Yaga, in the theater <laughs> that I was in, because I saw it opening night, yeah. when the... When the Michael Pena is about to talk about some wild shit. Music started playing. Everybody started. Before he said anything, everybody started laughing because everybody knew it was about to happen. That's uh, so yeah, great. it God. was so good. I'm what glad a... that they only did it once because it would be right. very easy to overdo that. Yeah. Like, that oh my was... God, this is true, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, like that, that was so popular in the first movie and it was what so mm-hmm. many people came away with. You could have made this movie every other fucking scene as Michael Pena talking about some wild shit, telling those stories, but they didn't. Like they 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 held they had restraint. And that feels like a, what this movie is. This movie is very restrained. This movie is what we needed after Infinity War. Like the world isn't ending. The city isn't even getting destroyed. There's no portal in the sky. It is yeah. a very small personal conflict. It is. And I think it works really well. I saw somebody make a really good point that that movie is a rare example of like platonic male affection not being used as a joke. Like Bobby Cannavale, uh, uh, fucking, um, what's his name? Oh my God. What's Paul Rudd's character's first name? Um, oh, Scott. Oh. Scott's Scott ex wife's. Like Scott's ex-wife. Yeah, husband. okay. Every time he saw him, he would come up and hug him. Was not played for laughs. The MVP of that movie is Randall Park. Like out of nowhere, was not talked about. Was not. Uh, was not promoted. And him as the FBI agent, it was incredible. <laughs> and he, again, talking about like not played for like homophobic laughs, like male affection. He is just like he genuinely wants to be friends and be close to Scott. He really likes me Scott. That card trick, Scott. Yeah. It's, it's so, great. No, it's Randall so Park good. is very interesting guy. He's kind of typecasted with that, but it always feels like a different version. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. He's, um, he's breaking out of it though, because uh, he was re- he's really good in Fresh Off the Boat. Like that's gotcha. just a good sitcom, like about the like Asian experience that you don't see very often. Uh, apparently, yeah. he's in Aquaman. Uh, oh, cool. But yeah, like yeah, he's because he kind of busted in with um, Jesus God. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. What I first saw him from, like, like I knew who he was, was um, Office Christmas Party. Okay, see, I knew him from the interview, because that's kind of where right, he grew he's up. Kim Jong-un. He he's... is Kim Jong-un in the interview, and he was fantastic <laughs> in it. But it no, like a plastic bag floating in the wind. So, in 2010, he did a movie called The, 41, the 41-Year-Old Virgin Who Knocked Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About It. Oh, no. Yep, one of those. Those movies still had a thing in 2010. One of those. And um, he played Officer Yo Ass. (coughs) Damn it. Uh, Directed by Craig Moss, who also directed 30 Nights of Paranormal Activity with the Devil Inside the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Moving on. 
Uh, so yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp is really good. Uh, just a lot of fun. Lawrence Fishburne is really good. Uh, I didn't realize that Lawrence Fishburne played Goliath. Like, he played yeah. like, a person who was Goliath like back yeah. in the 70s in, in the actual Marvel comics, which is pretty cool. Yes, yeah, that, that that's what I, I figured when we were talking about they, they were only doing the growth stuff. I was like, yeah. oh shit, is he Goliath? And I looked up, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, he was really good. Um, uh, fucking uh, Walton Goggins is great. Walton Goggins pops up and it's just like, hey, he's just playing Boyd Crowder, and I'm totally fine with that. I'll take Boyd Walton Crowder Goggins that Boyd, Boyd Crowder, Crowder that anything. made it. Like, yeah. like he actually got to where he wanted to go. <laughs> so Boy, great. He played Boyd Crowder. If Boyd Crowder was born in Orange County. <laughs> yeah. I like, love these little cocktail shrimps. God. Yeah, it's so good. But yeah, uh Ant Man and the Wasp, just see, like just see it. It was so good. So much fun. The perfect uh post Infinity War palette cleanser. Just small Until they kill literally three of the four main characters in the post credit scene. I knew that was going to happen too. Like he I goes in. I didn't know it was, was, was gonna be all for, of them. Also was, So we can talk about this as sort of an overarching thing. One of my favorite things that MCU yeah. movies do at the very, yeah, at the end, it's, it's a hat tip to James Bond. At the end of the credits, it always says, so-and-so will return. Yeah. You know, Captain America will return. Iron Man will return. Right, Sometimes right. it'll say what movie. Like I remember in like 2011, it's like Captain America will return in the Avengers. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the end of Infinity War, it just said Thanos, Thanos will, return. will return. And then at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, it said Ant-Man and the Wasp will return waited a second, and then put a question mark. Which, <laughs> I died. God. Oh, it killed me. Pretty amazing. Um, yeah, that that's one of the big things I want to talk about in Infinity Wars. Thanos will return to such a... Oof, yeah, that, just a gut punch. Like, amazing happened, gut punch, though. That happened, and somebody in like sitting next to me just goes, Fuck you! <laughs> I, I remember seeing that, and I was just like, so Holy yeah, so they just did. Infinity War. I rewatched it last night. That movie mm-hmm. is really good. That movie is dense. We're very, we did very timely because like I think it just hit Redbox it either just, this week or last week. It and, just you came. Know, it came out digitally a few weeks ago. And our our favoritest movie person, Mikey Newman's yes. going to have a video on he's it within a video the next forty eight hours. I'm sure. Uh, no, um, it'll be been... out next Friday. He puts out videos on Friday. It's every other okay. Friday. It just seems like he was highlighting it like it was about to come out pretty soon. Oh, he's but... doing a good job of like, he's got them coming out at a decent clip. And so he does a good job yeah, of promoting yeah. them on Twitter ahead of time. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think his, his current rhythm is every other Friday. Uh, but yeah, so that movie, it's the movie that I've been waiting 10, 10 years for. Yes. Like it really did feel like he, he, he asked on Twitter people to, describe infinity war for him in two words and probably the best the best example i saw somebody just said like anticipated spectacle and i think that's because that's what that movie is that movie is a spectacle like absolutely it's it's not like focused it's not not to say it's unfocused it's not it's not ant-man it's not one thing it's the entire universe it's it's five different movies all happening at the same time and you're just cutting between them it's it's game of thrones 30 seconds into the honest trailers they're like so much movie so much movie yeah look at all that movie and yeah it is it is the most movie ever made as they put it yeah absolutely Um, like you you watch a scene 
you watch a, a three minute scene and then it cuts to the other movie happening on earth and it cuts to the other movie happening on Titan. And then it cuts I to hate, the other movie happening with Peter Dinklage. Yeah. I hate, I hate to, you know, steal again, what just other people are saying, but, uh, they brought up, um, it, it may not be the best movie ever made, but it may be the best, um, then finale ever made. Yeah. Cause, cause that's what it feels like. Is this the end? This, like, yeah, they've had phases, but this feels like the real end of season one. It does feel like it's season finale. Disney it feels Marvel. It's, it's it's who shot Jr. Like every oh, yeah. season finale Absolutely. has a fantastic cliffhanger, and that's what that is. Uh, um, like, so I knew going in, they had announced. See, I didn't know because they had changed it from Infinity Part One and Part Two. Till they would be like, no, they're two separate movies. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I guess they're just doing... I I, I didn't expect this one to be half a movie. Because they did that. I expected this one to be like, okay, I guess they like defeat Thanos at the end and maybe the next one is them rebuilding or maybe it's him not quite getting all the... Like maybe it's him escaping like short one of the gems or something like that. Right. But no, like this one, this movie was Thanos Quest. Yeah, which was it was the comic series before Infinity Gauntlet. Right, and the it, next one is Infinity it, Gauntlet. It's such an even better. Um, it really humanized Thanos in the strangest oh, way. He's like, I, I'm not gonna be as you know as jumpy as other people, where they are flat out saying like Thanos is the hero. He has the hero's no. arc, absolutely. He, oh yeah, that's but, Thanos's movie. He is the yeah. protagonist in that movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the protagonist of this film. He um, and all the stuff with Gamora, man, it it just gets more and more complex because I, I had forgotten the scene. I'm glad I was watching a bunch of random film theory stuff since I decided not to watch the movie like I should have last night. Um. I forgot the scene where as soon as he snaps the finger, he sees child Gamora in like this yep. like alternate plane, um, which the current theory is that plane is where everybody who he snapped has been. So yeah, we might I might that, yeah, see like, like a couple of interactions of them trying to figure yeah, out how to get out of there. Like they're not gone, gone. They're the all trapped that, in a different dimension. The thing that I've seen is they're trapped in the soul stone. Yeah. Because, and there's precedent for that in the comics, because the Soul Stone is where Adam Warlock lived. Like, it is a place where people could get stored. And so the idea is everything that the Infinity Gauntlet, like, kills, the souls just get absorbed into the stone. Right. Um, Uh, So, it just, but yeah, seeing that scene, the weirdest surrogate dad, like, like, I assume he's a bad father, but, like, the whole, just, he, he cares yeah, it's almost it's almost like the Thanos who cared too much is what this is. It's it's amazing idea, and it, you know, apparently there was um someone was telling me at work there was a Thanos did nothing wrong subreddit, and yeah. if it got they, they, to like two thousand, they banned half the people. Yeah, banned, that's so yeah. great. Like it, um, it got really big. There were like millions mm-hmm. of people in that subreddit. Yeah, like they live streamed outstanding. the snap. Uh, Joe that's and Anthony so Russo like were in it. That's they were awesome. they joined and one of them got snapped the other one didn't and they gave out flair on because like on your reddit profile you have flair and stuff like mm-hmm. that and they gave out a flair that was just like got snapped or didn't get snapped amazing but yeah i think thanos is he's one of the best portrayals of an abuser that i've ever seen yeah cuz he he is an abuser like he abuses his children yes. he abuses everything around him but in his mind he's 
right he can justify it and that's the poor what thing you don't are. understand why yeah. i'm doing this to and so, you yeah the idea it's yeah amazing. yeah and so it's it's not that like oh he's just evil like no he thinks he's doing the oh. right which is what all good villains are all good villains think they're doing the right thing but he really does he even yeah. gets his he gets his quiet cabin on the yeah. mountain at the end yeah like, like he did a good job um someone compared it to um a soldier coming back from the crusades yeah which is outstanding because it de he definitely you know was a crusader mm -hmm. um yeah like he he everything he did so much. he could justify yeah. every and everything he did hurt people and he thought you're making and he and he would he blamed the people he hurt like when he talked about gamora's planet he's right. like hey like children being born there now know nothing but like full bellies and and opulence and peace it's a paradise because it, because i did that because i killed half the people yeah because and, and in his mind that was the right thing to do why are you mad at me you did this right. i'm just fixing it that is an abuser it is fascinating yeah like that it is, is it is Thanos so story. it's it's the worst kind of beautiful because it's like holy yeah. fuck it's and it's not the same thing as like because I've, I've seen the smallest like juxtapositions because people are nuts you know thinking it's the same thing as like hitler and and shit like no. that and it's like no because thanos says outright he's doing this because of he's not hiding anything he's not yeah. prolonging anything it's no we have to kill you all now waiting is foolish yeah um, and he's not doing it to like mask something else he's not yeah. doing it to manipulate to manipulate people and it's He's never anything it specific. He... Like he says, he literally has his soldiers grab random people. It's yeah. never a um yeah, like an analysis of what they are or yeah. what they half doing lines or... up on one side, half lines up on the other side, and the coin flip. Like, I don't know, flip a coin and yeah. then that one. I and I do hope they that's go pretty amazing. more into like his origin. Like why? Why is he Yeah why... and I why I, is 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 he obsessed with the balance of the universe and why did he want to kill half of all beings because in the comics it's because he's obsessed with death yeah and i want figures, to be different than that i've never really liked that um uh, and yeah, that also makes him kind of a little more unhinged in a in a way that's not as fascinating as what we've gotten so far yeah. i you know what i i think of oh <laughs> uh, every, every time I, I think of um thanos doing this I strangely go back to um, the end of Krypton and what um, stories we've gotten out of that. Like some say it's like Brainiac allowed it to happen. Yeah. Others are just like um, no one would listen to uh, Superman's dad and stuff like that. And it makes me think that if there was one at one point where like if Jor-El didn't build a um, – a ship for his son didn't do anything it's like okay this is our hubris we're all going to die i'm not saving anyone because no one would listen this is just what we deserve and yeah. then like superman got in a different one because maybe like uh there his mom took him to zod and like tricked zod into sending him or something like that um instead but it makes me think of like because Jor-El knew all these things, and he kept proposing these things. No one would listen. Yeah. And so it makes me think, what if Jor-El let Krypton completely die? How, What kind of difference there would be in yeah. Superman's thing? Absolutely. Um, which would maybe transition 
I want to talk about the kills and the survivors. So Um, I I think the best thing they did in that movie was starting off by like killing, killing two major characters. Wiping out the entire Thor franchise. Yeah. Killing Heimdall and killing Loki because, and we've talked about this before, the biggest criticism me and a lot of other people have had about the MCU this whole time is there's never any stakes. Right. Like no one dies. No, like everything's always fine. Everybody comes back. And because I remember I felt that in Civil War when Rhodey fell out of the sky. I didn't yes. for a minute think he was going to die. And they didn't even let you ruminate on it. Like, nope. like Tony grabs him and Friday is just like, I'm like, he's alive. Like, mm-hmm. let me wait yep. a scene. Like, <laughs> let me worry for a second. Yeah. And so in this one, doing that shows, no, we're playing a different game. This is yes. a different ball game. Anybody. Especially Loki, who has been yeah. presumed dead twice. He's yeah. like dead, dead. Dead, dead. And a beloved character. Like, I had no. the most nonsensical argument with a friend of mine about why did Thanos snap his neck because Loki's a god and gods don't need air because they can breathe in space or some shit. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, really? He didn't snap his neck. He like crushed his throat. Yeah, but like, he's like, but he doesn't need it to breathe. I'm like, dude, you, what are you talking about? Like, you use your throat and windpipe for other things. Also, it was he probably <sighs> severed his spinal cord. Yeah, or something. It's like we never, we yeah. never got past that argument. It's, it was a weird one. But which it, yeah. I can kind of understand where he's coming from because later on you do see Thor floating through space, not needing to breathe. But he likes, he like crumpled his entire neck area. Like that's your spinal yeah. cord. That's everything. That's your brainstem. That yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like that killing Heimdall and Loki. Boom. Done. Like mm-hmm. new ball game. Let's go. And then Gamora. Like oh god, that Oof, would hurt. That, that would was hurt. such a weird. Like it I, makes I, the I, most sense. I just I don't know. Yeah. I was watching. I was like, man, really gonna kill fucking so yep. in my brain because i'm silly i was like man they're really gonna kill zoe saldana <laughs> i still remember but, um, the first when the first guardians of the galaxy trailer came out mm-hmm. i saw somebody comment and say i have now masturbated to joey saldana as a black blue and green woman is this yes. what love is yes i remember you telling me that it's so great. anyway uh, but yeah green. so like that one like i knew like you they telegraphed it you knew what was going to happen like two or three minutes before it did. And so you and Gamora both had to sit there and stew in the fact that she was about to die. Yeah. That that, that was coming. That, that if anything, like, yeah, I'm, they set the stakes pretty well with Loki yeah. and Heimdall. But that was like, oh, yeah. my God. Because that, that then raised the question of, like, how many more? Yep. Um, yep. Like, they killed somebody early on. Okay. And it's just like, oh, they got another system. Then Gamora halfway through. And it's. Oh no! And you had to wait for it because yep. you knew it wasn't gonna change. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't sudden. It wasn't unexpected. Yeah. You just which had is to, what most of the it. which yeah. is most movies like this do. Yeah. So that was also very different. Yeah. With fucking Red Skull out of goddamn nowhere. Yeah, and it sucks that you know that was played by Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, it wasn't gonna be Hugo Weaving because Hugo said that working on um. The first Avenger was one of the worst experiences in filmmaking he's ever had. I mean, I think it's, I think, I feel like that's mo- like, listen, I think Hugo Weaving is just a uh, cantankerous person. Yeah, uh, he, I th- he's I think a it's super mostly... old school, overly traditional British yeah, actor. Yeah, I think it's mostly so. the makeup. And also, Hugo, you've voiced Megatron in several movies. Calm down. 
back off. Uh, it but, does suck because he is the perfect Red Skull. Like when he was Red cast Skull. for that, I was like, that's the best yep. casting you could have done. And I hate that he didn't want to come yeah, back. But honestly, that was fine. Like, I didn't notice it wasn't Hugo Weaving until afterwards. Uh, they oh, did a good I, job of like, I didn't, of course, absolutely. I didn't, like, of course, I didn't care that much because it was just like the shock of it being Red Skull. I'm not sitting there like, oh, is that Hugo Weaving or did they find someone else? Like, no, it's fucking Red Skull. Oh, my God. Uh, I was both. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, I was like, so, yeah. they got Hugo. That's not Hugo, but that's Red Skull. Holy shit. <laughs> that's how my brain went. Yeah. It so, was yeah, like, like, that's it, not Hugo, but that's still Red Skull. Oh, my God. And then at the end, all of the, I'm going to call them temp death. Yeah, right. Here's well, my... except here's the question. I have a question mark about it. Vision? Vision was before that's, the snap, that's the right? Thing. So that's the question. Yeah, what about the... Vision? I forgot about yeah, what Vision. What about Vision? Yeah. It's oof. Here's my fear. Mm-hmm. My fear is they when they undo the snap deaths, they also undo all the other ones. That's a question I was going to ask. That is my um, biggest fear. And, like, I understand why they would do that. I, I think it. they would 50-50 it because they're horrible people and just bring back Loki and Gamora. Uh, yeah, but that's still the easy way out. That's still, like, right. oh, we killed four characters, two of which are major beloved characters, two of which are I. Yeah, I right. which ones no, are coming. It's you, the, you, no, no, no. That's, that's, my, that's my, yeah. that my bet there. It's yeah. like, hmm. I just, I don't, I don't want them to. I want them to all, I want those four characters to stay dead. Because Oof, if you bring man. them back... You, you. If you bring them back, that's every MCU movie from now on. the The stakes yes. are gone. It's the problem that comic books have had for decades. In that, it's since the '90s when you brought Superman back from the dead. Right, 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 right. That that moment changed death in comic books. Yes, absolutely. Death didn't matter anymore. And because it, it only lasted matter. like what six months, something like that, six months to a year. Uh, and so yeah, you bring Superman back, and like. They'll stay dead. Like, I think I think in Marvel, Charles Xavier has been dead since 2012. Like he's been out for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got eradicated with Avengers versus Yeah, Avengers vs. Uh, X-Men, he died, and then they have uh, the Marvel Now stuff and he was gone. Uh yeah. Wolverine died and is just now coming back. That was I know he died what three or four years ago. Yeah, I wish I wish he would stayed longer. Um Yeah. I mean, we because, still have Laura just because La- I was gonna say just because Laura's really starting yeah. to I think She's if they great. waited a little longer, she would have been more welcome. Yeah, now. shout out to to Tom Taylor. He's the guy who's right been writing the Laura Kenny series since it started yeah. up uh, after the death of Wolverine's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I guess now it's where do we go from here? Yeah. Um, also, real quick, what are we gonna do about Guardians? Because Gamora and Drax are now permanently dead. <laughs> Drax isn't permanently dead. Oh, you're talking not about a course of Batista. <laughs> yeah, no, he's coming back because his contract says he's coming back. I was talking to a friend about um, that. He's I'm like, oh, is, the, is the Guardians going to be like <laughs> a different group? I'm like, no, they're still under contract. They don't like they're coming back. They, Batista, like, Batista's a former wrestler. He knows how to get it out of contracts. No, like when <laughs> all this stuff started, he tweeted and said, this sucks, but I will fulfill whatever contractual obligations I have. Like he oh. started by saying that. Uh, that doesn't mean that he'll re-up, but I think he will. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. I think I think they're burned now because, like, I understand. But I th- I think it'll all, at the end of the day, it'll be fine. Okay, uh, so. They'll all come back. But anyway. Before, all right, so I want to ask real quick, who are you surprised died, uh, disappeared in the snaps? Because there was a few Black that Panther. I was surprised by. Panth- Black Panther. He was the biggest yeah. one for me. Like, yeah. Um, I did not expect that. 
Black Panther I... and Spider-Man. Those are the big two that stood out to me. Uh, Spider-Man, I kind of, I was kind of cool with. Like, like I wasn't I, I shocked. I was more like heart. Yeah, because fucking he got to ad lib shit. Yep. It feels so good. I'm gonna see he's a meme now. Tom Holland is the ultimate meme generator. Um, I was surprised Nebula stayed, and I was expecting at least three because I, I either wanted, and you know, I either wanted um. Stark and Star Lord, so they could argue, or Stark and Strange, so they could argue. Like it's gonna be weird, because now I think what it's gonna be is Tony is moping and freaking out, and Nebula's like, "Man, the fuck up! We gotta yeah. go." It's and- gonna like Nebula. Nebula's about to be the most badass, abusive fairy godmother to Tony. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Like, quit I- being a bitch. I, there were some people who I thought were going to go and some people who I didn't, but I 100% knew that Nebula, Nebula was staying. Because Nebula is such a big part of the Infinity Gauntlet. Like yeah, Nebula she's she's anti-Thanos too. Like, in like, the, in the, like, obviously they're not going off the comics exactly, but in right. the Infinity Gauntlet comic, Nebula is a huge factor. Yeah, and, and especially so it's... Um, with Gamora gone, they right, have to keep Nebula. Right. Yeah, especially when you think of like she's, you know, for all intents and purposes, the most hated daughter. It's yeah. a very like gratifying sense that she didn't get snapped. Um, she gets and to I fight think that's going to be her strength. Like, I think, you know, Tony could be like, why do you keep going on and stuff? And Nebula's thing is because I shouldn't be here and I am. Yeah. And um, also, like, he's. Darren Gilliam's he, about to fucking shine he, in this he's second my, movie. He, he, also, he's my abusive dad who's beat the shit out of me since I was born. I want to go nothing. kill him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want my revenge against my abuser. Yeah, I thought yeah, Black like, Panther, were... and I also thought, and this was more, you know, me being, have no clue how far ahead they wanted to plan, if, you know, if the Fox acquisitions matter at all, which I get they don't, they but don't. at the time, I was curious if they were going to, like, keep Wanda alive and try to, you know, sneak in uh, dates and ideas of M-Day like like that wouldn't oh. be the forefront really. Yeah. Um but like her being around and distraught and like half the planet's gone like maybe she would use her powers that when half the planet comes back there starts to be mutations kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Um but that you know and it would be yeah. something that would linger there for the next 6 to 8 years. Yeah. Um uh real time wise. Um and I thought that would have been an interesting thing to do but no they got rid of her too and I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, I feel like she would have been important because I don't know, and also you know bring up we'll bring up Captain Marvel more. I think I, I still don't know what they're doing with Scarlet Witch if she's supposed to be as powerful as she was in the comics. I don't or, think or she is. What? Okay, yeah, because because her combined with Carol Danvers, that alone I think yeah. would be something that could level Thanos or Thanos's plans or whatever. But now that she's gone, it's so not solely, but it mostly rests on whatever they're going to utilize Captain uh, Marvel. I, for. I don't, I don't think they. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing with her accent. Because boy, <laughs> they make that joke. Oh yeah, it was dropped. That thing gets dropped and picked back up. 
constantly. Like Kofi Kingston in Jamaica. God. Because like, <laughs> I rewatching it, because that's what I thought when I saw it in theater. I was like, oh, I guess she's not doing the accent anymore. Because her first scene, like with Vision and the fight scene, she is just, yes. she is Elizabeth Olsen. Yep. And then later on, she's fucking Mother Russia. Like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> where? Like, listen, I yeah. get it. That's fine. Elizabeth Olsen's a very good actress. Like, she can, she's better at this than I am. But what are we doing? I think that's more Appar- like Apparently, one of the, um, I don't know if it was the Russos or if it was the writers. They were like, well, she was in hiding, so she had to change her accent. I mean, that's not unreasonable. Right. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like when you're talking about wrestling, it's like, just give me some kayfabe reason. It doesn't have to be a good kayfabe reason. <laughs> right. Just give me some. Uh, so, yeah, like, I think... I think she, likes, she wants to separate her from her Strakovian yeah. um, nationality. She wants to be an American girl. Right. But, yeah, I, I think... I think going... I think in the next one, like... I saw somebody made a really good point where they said, and I don't think they'll do this. I don't think they should do this, but I think it will be like a cool way to do it where the first trailer for the next movie, we see Black Panther (laughs) and we see all of them. We see Spider-Man. We see them doing like new stuff. And so going into the movie, the question isn't, are they going to be? Because everybody knows the answer to that. The question should be how? Right. Show us a re-alive Black Panther and Spider-Man kicking ass. And then we... Because, like, listen, Black Panther 2 has been announced. Everybody knows this shit. Everybody knows they're mm-hmm. filming a new Spider-Man movie right now. Yes. yes. We know Spider-Man's coming back. We know he's going to be fine. The question should be how. And so I think that would be cool. Like, you lead with, we're going to take the fight to Thanos, and, you know, we've got our back up, and there's fucking Black Panther and Spider-Man. Like, what? They're alive? How? That, right, because that, that those are the It'd questions. Be a smarter that are, way to grab yeah, them. because those are the questions that people are going to be taking in the movie anyway. I don't think they'll do that. I don't necessarily think they should do that, but I think it'd be a cool way of doing it. Uh, my, I don't know. I think that's that's been the power of these dual directors, especially the Russo brothers. They ask questions like that. I think. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, that they have very much could be an idea. Uh, my biggest fear with all this is some. Um, I don't want them to do time travel shenanigans. I really don't. Oh, go back in time and stop the gun. That's what a lot of people think. Like the the oh. in the Ant Man post credit scene, he was talking about time travel stuff. Carol Danvers is like talking about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties. Right, she's going to be in Avengers two or in Avengers four, and it's still Brie Larson, not aged up twenty years. There's going to be some time travel shenanigans in that movie. I think the Brie Larson thing or, or the Captain Marvel is she is more like frozen in time somewhere not really traveling to the future i think there's going to be time stone shenanigans maybe maybe um i don't i don't think it's gonna be straight up like back to the future style though which is no i don't either well that's what i'm reading because that's what the whole like going back in time to stop this now i don't think there's I don't think it's going back in time to stop the snap. I think it's going think to be going to back in time re-manipulate to like, yeah, I the think it's stones. Like, if anything, yeah, they're going back in time before that to like prevent Thanos from getting the stones in the first place. But in doing so, you're not solving the problem. You're undoing it. Yeah. And again, that removes all of the stakes and the weight from the first because you're because that <laughs> didn't happen now. You imagine just going back in time just to save Loki. <laughs> right. Again, fan, and that's how, the and that's how they bring back those people. Like, oh no, all the people from the snap are trapped inside the soul stone. Oh, hey, we got him out of the soul stone. But Loki 
in them, oh, you can go back in time and stop all that, and everybody's fine. I don't know. Like, I won't be mad if they do it. I think it's a easy way out, but I don't want them to. Like, I want them to solve the problem in the present. Uh, although, I think they will, because like, because um, uh, Scarlett Johansson and 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 Chris Evans have said that like uh, Black Widow and Cap are like have a much harder edge in the next movie, and they are like sort of dealing with the aftermath. So maybe right. I don't know. I again. Um. I think it shows how successful it is and how fun all the, like, that's why we like this shit because we don't know. It's fun to talk about. Right. It's fun to speculate. What do you think? Um, I'm very curious. Cause, cause I was looking at the list of people that were, um, notably left and there were two names that stood out that I didn't really think about that. I wonder how much they're going to play. Um, that's Mbaku and yep. Okoye. Yeah. They are listed like like they're part of the list, yep. and that is very curious to me well, what the plan is for that. The Russo brothers said something interesting, but kind of ambiguous. Of course, saying that saying that Wakanda is essential in the aftermath. Wakanda uh, forever of the Thanos stuff. Now, that could mean in Avengers Four, Wakanda is essential to dealing with what just happened and helping and using their technology and everything. Or it could mean in the next phase of the MCU, Wakanda is like at the forefront and essential and important. Yeah. You could read it either way, mm -hmm. but they're in Wakanda when everything goes down. Is I don't, did Shuri get snapped? Did they show if Shuri That's, got snapped? Yeah. I didn't see a list on either side for that. Okay. So, um, so Shuri could still know. be there. Right. They have technology. They have all this. You know, Captain Marvel shows up. Like, there's a lot of stuff they can do there. Yeah. I I really want. I really think. Uh, I really think Captain Marvel is time displaced, not time traveled. What uh, if Captain Marvel just like has time? Because I've seen some people say, "Oh, the beeper that Nick Fury had at the end is like a quantum time beeper." Right. And so like. What if at the end of the Captain Marvel movie, she gets a fucking beep and has to leap forward in time? This is so weird. Because that would... Because I think it's a legitimate question. It is, because the, no. the, the question is, where has she been? Yeah. Well, also, it's... how did Was it just him praying that she didn't get snapped? Or did he know that she hasn't gotten snapped? Because right, right. that was a desperation beep. Was yep. it just, oh God, please, or... I need to beep back to 1992 where she would still have a beeper. <laughs> right. Again, like, I don't know. There I'm is curious. That, it's, we're, we're and close. It, and it really does feel like he, that honestly he did that because this was one of maybe only four scenarios where he would do that beeper. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he knew. Like maybe not specifically Thanos, but like, oh, half the planet's disappearing. Like There's the only most one. apocalyptic thing that could happen yeah. it's we need carol because carol is yeah, yeah. the most powerful like being she, in the mcu like that entire scene whether you know just to set up for captain marvel it literally spelled out that only captain marvel can do this yep that's what it signified and like i'm super happy about all this uh or captain marvel is the most uh powerful fucking hero in the mcu and they have said going forward that she is basically the new Iron Man. Like, she is the new face of the MCU. She is Ooh, the leader. Okay. She is the person. 
like going in the next 10 years in the MCU, it is built around Captain Marvel, which it should yeah, be. Yeah, and someone, someone was talking about Brie Larson's age, and they just said very cryptically, it's like, well, someone can go from 28 to 38 very fast. Like, Whatever I, the fuck that means. See, I, I had that same criticism. Like, I think... I think Brie Larson is a really good actress. I think she's going to do great, but I think it is a perfect example of casting someone again. But like, if it's time travel shenanigans, like if she is, because Captain Marvel before she gets the powers mm -hmm. is still like the most decorated air force pilot in the world. She'd right. been in the air force for years. She is at the top of her game. Mm -hmm. Then she gets. Yes. So Captain Marvel or Brie Larson is two weeks older than me. <laughs> And oh, like I, I absolutely believe that she's going forward in time. Yeah. That she's not gonna age, but I don't think there's gonna be too much going back in time that people are speculating. That's see, that's yeah, again, that's what I think. I think something happens at the end of of Captain Marvel yes. to send her forward in time. Uh, but um, yes, I don't think like I don't want them to, there to be like time travel backward shenanigans. And here's here's story. more here's more hard speculation. Um, the only current uh, role in uh, the four Avengers 4 that is undisclosed and is completely brand new is um, Hiro Hiroyuki Sonata. Really? You know who that is? Uh, yeah. Name sounds familiar. He was um, not Silver Samurai, but the other bad guy in the Wolverine. Yeah. Um, he's in a bunch of random stuff. He was in 47 Ronin. Yeah. Um, he's in the and next different John Wick movie. Like that. Yeah. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be the next John Wick movie, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. Um. So he is the only unknown role in the fourth Avengers movie, and I'm very okay. curious on yeah. what he's supposed to be. Um, yeah. I doubt he would be like Adam Warlock or something. No, and they've um, said they've said that Adam Warlock is not like that's be, a okay. that's a Guardians thing. That's a cat. Oh, that's oh, a Cosmic oh. Marvel. Like that's not has that's not going to come into play in this one. Good. But yeah, so I'm I'm curious because I don't know. It just seems like like that's a very peculiar thing to have him be the only guy with yeah. a role. No one knows what he is. Although to be fair, there are four billion lead actors in this movie. Yes. So you don't have much room for new people. I know. That's what I'm very curious. It's like, why are you even bringing someone in? That has yeah. to be really important. Um. Also, I'm sure you know they uh, digitally de-aged um, Olsen and Fury. Uh, for uh, Captain Marvel, what by twenty five years? What? Yeah, do you not know that? Pro no. What program did they buy? Right. They can't stop de aging people. They've been de aging people in every movie since the first <laughs> Ant Man. No, since Civil War. Or no, yeah, the first Ant Man. Yeah, what? yeah, with um Hank Pym. Yeah, like it seems like uh, they bought some fucking Weta Workshop something. Yeah. That had some real good de aging but, software. But yeah, and, and they're um, like, we are gonna get our money's worth. Well, well, Sam, well, Samuel Jackson's supposed to be out throughout the movie, so this yeah. is gonna be like fifty minutes plus of using this technology. I think for Samuel Jackson, well, because okay, so it's not them going super far back. They don't need young Kurt Russell. They need right. Samuel Jackson with some with makeup, less wrinkles. Of, yeah, they just need some makeup, a little dusting of CG, and no eye patch. Right, right. Because cause honestly, I think if you put Jules from um, uh, Pulp Fiction up <laughs> next to Nick Fury, you can see the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, also, I don't... I want Phil Coulson to look the same in 1992 as he does in 2018. I feel like that would be 
that's Phil Coulson. Phil Coulson has looked the exact same for 20 years. Yeah, because he's a robot. Exactly. But yeah, I think that's really, I think that would be really funny. Got a funny. billion fucking clones. Uh, yeah, I think that would be really funny and like a cool thing mm-hmm. to do. Again, but again, you don't need us. You just need to make up like a little bit of CG. You'll be fine. It's not like taking Kurt Russell from 2016 to right, 1975. Right, right. Uh, you know, taking also Lawrence Fishburne, his son was like his stand in for the scenes where they have a young Lawrence Fishburne in that's awesome uh, uh, in Ant-Man yeah his son was a stand very cool so yeah that's uh inf- and oh, yeah only so one well, place one question yeah r- real quick um a question that I've seen and I was curious um so after the snap uh-huh um or before the snap did Thanos want to die like was no. he upset that after the snap he was still there I don't think so okay I think if he if that was the case, he wouldn't have had, he wouldn't have been content on his little farmstead. Well, I you know, think that, that would be more of cabin. like, again, we'd call him a crusader and stuff. And people were like, you know, die for the glory and stuff. But when you don't, it's like, well, there's a purpose on why I'm still alive kind of thing. I think, I think he didn't want to die. Cause I think he still sees himself as the type of person who needs to balance the universe. And oh. so like he, he, his work is not done. Gotcha. Like he will be needed again at some point. Thanos will return. I guess exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, we okay, got one so more yeah, place to go, on. and yeah. you know what? I think I think we need a pretty good intro for this. Somebody pop our date. Hold up. Somebody on their way. Hold up. I would have crowned our date. Hold up. Somebody can't. Stay down when I'm faking. Go up. She wild and in dangerous. Go up. My crowd in rotation. Are you on ten yet? Are you on ten yet? Wait. Are you on ten yet? Are you on ten yet? The real heavy hitter this year. The movie everyone loved. The biggest movie, Black Panther. Only one of three movies to do 700 million domestically? Yeah, Yeah. made more domestically than Infinity War. Like, still made more, yes. Uh, It was what, Avatar, Titanic. No, Avatar, uh, Force Awakens, and Black Panther are the only movies to make $700 million worldwide. Or um, Uh domestically. What what you what was that? I, m- I missed that second one. Uh, Force Awakens, Avatar, Black Panther. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so Titanic never did it. Titanic hit like six fifty. Uh, okay, and then yeah. uh, Avatar hit like seven something, and then let me see. Yeah, Black Panther. I think it's like seven oh five right now. It barely hit seven hundred. It was very close. Let me see the domestic. And you kill him, boy. Yeah. boy makes you third. Thirteen million dollars, and, <laughs> and you kill, you kill him. him, and God. you kill him. So yeah, domestic- that's that's all I've thought about since he disappeared. Was God, just that very good. that Mister okay, so Krabs yeah. meme. Jesus God, I forgot how much money Force Awakens made. Black Panther is sitting at seven hundred million fifty nine seven hundred million fifty nine thousand. Avatar seven hundred sixty million five hundred thousand. The Force Awakens. Do you remember I'm- how much money the Force Awakens made domestically? 789? 936. Oh, Jesus. Fuck balls. It almost okay. hit a billion domestically. Uh, wow. Yeah. It, that makes yeah. me so upset that Last Jedi didn't touch that. Oh, Last the last Jedi made 620. It's fine. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, so Black 900, Panther. 900, I like, forgot about that. Yeah. Rewatching Black Panther last night, it reinforced the fact that I have never 
seen a movie like Black Panther. Like that's what I the first thing I said when I walked out of the theater. I'd never seen a movie like that. It yeah. is unlike anything. Like there had never been a a a representation of Africa like Black Panther. Absolutely. This idea of like, like Wakanda, an, man. Yeah, like like this idea of an unco like uncolonized. Like what if Africa did not have like Europeans and Americans just ravaging it for centuries? What if it just was allowed to thrive? We yeah. have like that Wakanda. Like it's fucking incredible. It oh my so god. Good. And that's just visually. That doesn't even get into the story, which is great. Mm -hmm. The characters can listen. Are you team Shuri? Are you team Okoye as the best part of the movie? <laughs> oh, I don't man. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Let me right. let me say there is no wrong answer. Um, I want to be team Mbaku. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I'm team Shuri. He Shuri he he kind of, of that movie. Mbaku is super like you didn't expect him to be that good, I yeah. think, because Winston because Duke. great ape or, or man, man ape, ape or whatever man he is ape, is yeah. is such a uninteresting shit comic character. Kinda, something kinda a lot racist. of times, like, yeah, it's pretty, I, yeah, I, beyond yeah, that. No, but they that is, they morphed it into they they reappropriate they reappropriate themselves. That's amazing. Yeah, they managed to do man ape and not make it racist. We are vegetarians. Also, <laughs> shout great out line. to Winston Duke for being a thirst trap made corporeal. Like, he is just... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, like, that movie's... Oh god, Killmonger is the best villain they've ever had. I know. I'm, I'm fine that they killed Killmonger. I wish we could have more Bond villain shenanigans... With fucking um, yeah. Ulysses Claw, I feel which weird. is a this is a completely different Ulysses Claw oh, than yeah. Age of Ultron. Oh yeah. Um, I'm watching. I don't know if I told told you this. Can't remember. But watching um, Black Panther and oh god, what was the song he was singing in the interrogation thing? Oh, uh, um, what is love? Yeah, yeah. As soon as he started doing that, I just turned to my girlfriend. I was like, "That's me if I was a villain." <laughs> oh my god. Like everything he did is what I would have done as a fucking bad guy you, in a you comic book. You're releasing a mixtape? Yes, actually. Do you want to say give him the SoundCloud link? I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> Brian Coogler, release the mixtape. I want the mixtape. <laughs> yes. Give me. God, he's oh, so great. Weird. Like, I feel weird about Killmonger because like mm -hmm. I felt bummed that they killed him, but also I don't want him to be I don't want him to like be rehabbed. I don't want him to be Jason Statham in the Fast and Furious. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, or Loki, was, honestly. Yeah, Jason Statham's great in Fast. But like Loki, who did Loki kill? Like, who did Loki like? Loki never did any real lasting damage. Right. Like, you know, like fucking Killmonger took out fucking what's his face? Took uh, out uh, Zuri. Um, Zuri. Yeah. Burned all the right fruit. So like, the there is only. There's One Black Panther, the last Black Panther, last yeah. Black, the last Black Panther. Yeah. And so, God. like, and, and caused almost a civil war. Like, he does not need to be rehabbed. Yeah, he was... But, but he's such an interesting character. I would love as, to see As much more as I loved his last line, his last lines, he should have added... Um, of course, you know, this would be too over-explained for people getting mad for no reason about killing him. But, but just people need to understand... They will always remember Killmonger. Oh, absolutely. He like he did do the most lasting damage. Yep. He ended a lot of their society and way of life. They have to change because yeah, of like, him. They but have also, to. They changed 
he he did lasting damage, but he did lasting good. Because they don't go to the UN (laughs) and, like, unveil who they are and help the rest of the world if Killmonger doesn't show up. Yeah, he's... Like... Killmonger is an amazing martyr character. He's so good. Because you totally... You understand... Because nothing he said was wrong. (laughs) This really is Killmonger. wasn't wrong. Like, um, but like, like he—he's the best villain because he was doing the right thing. Because he's coming up, he's like, listen, fucking, like, this is you know they're over policing our people. Like, I lived in Oakland. Like, I saw our yep. people gunned down in the streets for no reason. They're throwing them in prison. They're—they're they're, you know oppressing them. They're hurting them. They're killing them. We aren't doing anything to help. These are our brothers. These are our sisters. We have to help. We need to help. But in his mind, help is. Fuck it, we gonna run the world. Yeah, become the new white people. Yeah, exactly. Um. He, he, exactly. It's 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 what you see from a lot of marginalized people. The mo- it's okay. It's it's current nerd culture. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. So you have had decades of nerdy people being put down, being bullied, being kicked around, and now nerd culture—they are the bullies that they've always wanted. They are the bullies. Yeah. Now. They're the people who oppress them because their idea is they they don't want they had to deal with that. And so when they came out of it, they didn't say we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. They said, now I'm the one that's going to do the bullying. And yep. that's Killmonger. Yep. He doesn't want to say he doesn't say, like, I want to make everything better for everybody. I want to raise our people up and have everybody elevated. No, I want to do the pain to them that they did to me, which yep. is understandable because that's what somebody like in his situation would be. His father's killed. He grows up on the streets of Oakland. He goes into the army. He's that probably dealt scene, with yeah. um, in the, the, what's it called? The, the vision quest thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, with his dad and he cries and mm-hmm. stuff like, God, that is the, that is the most powerful scene yeah. for me in the movie. Absolutely. Cause it's like the bad guy is not just, relatable but he's very very justified for being bad yeah like you can't you can't you can't criticize him for being angry you can't criticize him for how he feels because it makes sense like he's dealt with it's it's you know it's it's marginalized people you don't ever want to tell like a marginalized person to shut up because like they're angry but they have every right to be it might not be helping but it can be cathartic for them he just took it too far. Yeah. It's such a good character. So good. And it couldn't have been embodied by anybody but Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is about to be a fucking megastar. About I, to be. I mean, I know. I well, 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 I mean that in the sense of whenever it gets to the point where people aren't going for any reason then it's Michael B Jordan in a movie cuz right now he he is well I don't... um gathering that claim mostly because everything he's doing is high profile stuff like you know the Creed movies yeah. and Black Panther though um, it could be something so. random bullshit that you know completely brand new none of these characters or anything are from anything else and it's starring Michael B Jordan and people are going to go for that that's what i mean See, I don't think that, like, we've talked about this. I don't think the movie star is dead. There's no more movie stars except for The Rock. The right. Rock is the only person who can sell a movie on his name. I don't, I don't think that would happen with Michael B. Jordan. I think it can. I think it, I think could, it really could. Maybe. I think maybe because. And I'm not saying, you know, well, like actually, 400 you know, or 800 million. I, I take that but... back because, uh, because, like, the black community will go and see a movie with Michael B. Jordan in it. Yeah. Like, 
That's what I, that was. It all started, and it's you know it's because of Brian Coogler too, because it all started yeah. with Fruitvale Station. Yeah, right. Like, Fruitvale Station's great. Creed's great. Black Panther's great. What's Brian Coogler doing next? I'm curious. I have no idea. I, I can't remember, wait for Creed Two. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, Creed Two um, looks really good. Um, let me see. He did a Thirty for Thirty. Oh, I didn't know that. He produced the Thirty for Thirty uh, ESPN Thirty for Thirty documentary. The day the series stopped, about Game 3 of the 1989 World Series between the San Francisco Giants and the Oakland A's, when an earthquake, uh, one of the worst earthquakes to hit the U.S., hit the Bay Area, mm. and like and everything. And that happened on the day I was born. Your fault. Yep, my parents have never let me forget that. Oh, that's right. He's doing a, um, <coughs> excuse me, he's doing a movie called Wrong Answer, yeah. and it's Michael B. Jordan and somebody <laughs> else, and it's about a... Atlanta public schools cheating scandal is a huge scandal in like 2011, 2012 about uh, the Atlantic public schools, Atlanta public schools, like cheating on standardized tests and stuff like that. Awesome. Sounds really Yeah. Like it's God. I need Brian Coogler to do an episode of Atlanta. Ryan Coogler. Bad. Fine. I'm losing it. It happens. So yeah, I <coughs> God, Black Panther like there. It, it's one of those things where it's like, what more can you say about it? Yeah, because it it's one. It's definitely one of my favorites. It it feels also me me and you. We really really need to make colonizer into an offensive <laughs> term for white people. Please, mm. I'm trying so hard. I'm into I'd, that. Just calling random white people God, colonizer. That, that is so good. Me. I oh yeah, I'm. Got so fucking loud at that. I thought that was the best fucking thing. I, you scared me, colonizer. I'm like, oh my god, yes. Give give me my movie where Shuri and Peter Parker share memes. <laughs> well, oh god. Now I'm just imagine like in the second movie, Peter needs help with something and he calls all the Avengers and no one's picking up, and Black Panther does. And he's like, I'll, I'll send somebody to help you. And he sends Shuri to go undercover at the high school. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like I just imagine them sitting in the like lab and what comes. Like, all right, so we got people out. But like, Thanos needs to be stopped. You know, he'll he'll murder us all. And, you know, he can he could do anything. He can wipe out the world again. You know, we have to do it. We're completely helpless. And Shuri just looks over at Peter and they both go, mood. And everybody just turns and looks at them. God. <laughs> and also, one of the best lines in the movie Super underrated. Whereas when he got the when she gave him the shoes, he's what like, are yes, they, they, No, like yes, they automatically go on like the old movie that Baba used to watch, talking about Back to the Future. Oh, dude, I didn't even catch, catch that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's like, so automatic. awesome. Yeah, he's like, yes, it, like, the old American movie that Baba watched. Yeah, he's talking about Back to the Future because God. they like, yeah, that killed me. That's so, so good. So I need, subtle. I need a, I need Black Panther two to be like an action packed Welcome to America. <laughs> God, coming to America. Yeah, damn it. I'm bad today. Um, but yeah, no, I, I want Black Panther 2 to just, Peter and Shuri's bogus adventure, like, <laughs> where they just go around just tearing shit up and, and, yeah. and, and just being teenagers. God, Shuri's the best. I, and I like Shuri how canonically, <clears throat> canonically, like, she is the, like, most preeminent, smartest scientist in the MCU. Like, she's also the predecessor to the next black she's the next black panther yes but yeah they said like so that's exciting because they've said i think like russo and, and and kevin feige said like no she's like smarter than banner and pym and stark like she is above them all like she is the 
Like best currently like, or at her age? Like currently, like in That's in crazy. Black Panther. Yeah, she is the like, you know, uh Captain Fantastic, Mr. Fantastic if he was there, she'd be uh, above him. Like she is the the smartest, which I think that's is really so great. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's. Do you have anything else to say about Black Panther? Are we just gonna keep gushing for a little while longer? Right. I just visually, it's so good. The all music, the characters are so good. Yeah. It's all everybody is so well rounded. Um, I can't. Music, I can't yeah. get enough. Oh, I just can't get enough of Ulysses because he is such a drab in every other incarnation I've seen him in. Yeah. He's a very stuck up. Head, whatever, and there's just and and as a guy who has to play very specific hardened characters, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just lost his name, Andy Circus. Now. Andy Circus, thank you. It looks like the most fun Andy Circus has ever oh, had absolutely. in his life. He's he's just laughing when he blew up. What was that really bad Bond villain joke he made when they escaped from the um from the casino? What was it? Was he like, I, don't know, I remember he got in the car and he just said, Turn on the music, we're not going to a funeral. Yeah, <laughs> that too. But he like blew something up, and he oh, made no, a really no, quippy. Yeah, no, yeah, he like uh, he he shot his arm at at T'Challa. T'Challa picked something up, and money went flying everywhere. And he just goes, "I made it rain." Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. me as a villain, and I love it he's, so much. He's so made good. It rain. Yeah, he has so much personality and charisma in that movie. I just, oh my I god, I needed. I want. I want him one more time. I hate yeah. that he's gone, but you know. Yeah. You, he's so okay, here's another fear that people have brought up. Do you, and it's mostly because they want, you know, both Killmonger and Ulysses back. Do you think they would pre-snap that far back? I hope not. God, yeah. no. I've I've heard that, and I'm just like, that seems really unreasonable. Like, no, because you're undoing like like the last so couple of years worth of movies. Yeah. Um. God. So yeah, that's that's Black Panther. Uh, also, the music was done by uh, Ludwig Göransson. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has is like a longtime guy. He worked on the TV show Community and has nice. produced all of uh, Childish Gambino's records. Because oh, he met cool. Donald Glover working on Community. And yeah, so he, I need... he produced all his stuff. Yeah, he actually already exists in the MCU. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get that next time because I think that's in the next like, three oh, yeah. Marvel so, so movies. So at some point in the next like month or so, we'll go back yeah. and then we'll have what? What came before? Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Spider-Man: Homecoming and, and Guardians. Guardians. Guardians Two. 2? I think, I think so. Guardians Two. Yeah. Um, At one point. Well, um, I guess the the best thing is we'll just go by year. So these were the 2018s. Yeah, um, and those were the 2017, we'll the 2017 movies. movies. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, we'll just like, do it like so, that. I think. So I, yeah, 2017. Like yeah, it was Guardians Two. At one point, a friend of mine, I was on Teamspeak, and I happened to get on. And somebody was like naming MCU movies. I was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm trying to see if I can name them all chronologically off the top of my head. I was like, "All right, hold up a second. I'm gonna mute this and write them all down and see if I can do it." And I, and uh, the Marvel movies. Yes, from Iron Man till now. You want to do I, that real quick, or do? You... Mm, all right, sure. So we got Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron the Incredible Man. Hulk, Iron Man Two, Captain mm-hmm. America, uh, Thor, Avengers. No, no, no. Thor was before Captain America, right? That's right. Thor was yeah, like Thor, May, Captain, Captain America. America was June. Thor, Captain America, Avengers, Avengers. Iron Man 3. Um, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier. And then it was Captain Guardians. Man. Guardians. Uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron. What happened? And then Ant-Man, Ant-Man, and then Doctor Strange. Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. Yeah, Age of Ultron was 2015, then it was Ant-Man, then Doctor Strange. 
and then 2016 uh, uh, civil war civil war and, and then, then um what was in the second half of 2016 Oh, uh, which one was in twenty? Oh, Strange was after Civil War. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2015 only yep. had two movies, yep. and then and then yeah, 2016, late 2016 was Doctor Strange, and then Guardians, uh, Spider Man, Thor, Thor Avengers. Where we are now? Yeah, Avengers, uh, Ant Man, Captain Marvel. Yep, that's our Black Panther. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's and I haven't missed a single one in theaters. Oh I've yeah, seen me neither. Every single one in theaters. Most of them on opening night. Yeah. It's um, it, like I was talking to a friend of mine about this. Like, I think it's very important, at least for me, just like for my mental health. It is very important for me to have things that I am wholly uncritical of. Like, everybody wants to be that guy. Everybody wants to go on Twitter and be a critic. Everybody wants to be Rotten Tomatoes, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. If that's what makes you happy, go for it. Absolutely. But like, there are plenty of criticisms you can levy towards the mcu like there's things they don't do great there's things they do really well yeah but man i don't care like they're just they're this <laughs> constant for me every three to six months i can just go to the movie theater and have fun and be happy and go home like they're not always great i i still enjoyed thor the dark world when i saw it in theaters because i because I, I needed to like i needed that yeah. And that's kind of like, uh, it's, that's like the MCU for me. I would like for that to be wrestling, where I just like go in and it's mm-hmm. just like this constant thing that I enjoy and just, you know, could be uncritical of and enjoy for what it is. But like, I would have to turn off the internet to yeah. allow that to be a thing. I will always go see these movies no matter what. No matter how I feel about one or the other. Um, I have, like, things about Ragnarok I've come to think more critically than you know i even remotely thought of when it happened um and it's might be some controversy between me and you uh next time we do this um i don't i still think ragnarok's one of the is the best thor movie but i really like the the first one more than people uh, I do think the first one was uh, really good for what it was the third yeah. first one's a, is is a fascinating time capsule yeah dark like- world dark world has become difficult to me more because i realize that poor um eccleston seems to get shafted and i don't know if it's his attitude or what i don't think it's Um, an attitude thing i think that's just the character that how it was like that was just the character you know it was an under we'll talk more about that yeah well we'll talk more about that um yeah they've they've had their history of underwritten villains yes absolutely but but overall like even though i do think critically i don't think i think it's i'm I don't know. I never get upset at these decisions, I think. Yeah. Compared to a lot of people cuz people are crazy. Um I'll I'll go see everything. I will go see every DC movie no matter what. Um I I like I've uh, seen Suicide Squad more than most people. I saw um, Man of Steel and Wonder Woman in theaters. That's it. That's I've the seen only them ones all. that remotely interested me. I've seen them all. Man I, of Steel was like I I I haven't seen Batman versus Superman or Justice League. Wow, and they just—I don't—I just, really just, just don't have any interest in them. Like they, yeah. which is fine. Like, listen, I'm not to say that like, like people enjoy them. They are there for people. Like they have an audience, and that's great. That audience just isn't me. Yeah, which it's, I think is it, fine. it's difficult sometimes. It is, but um, but we'll talk more about all that. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, got we'll uh, get there. any news? Yeah, we do a little bit. Um, not much. Uh, speaking of DC, look at mm-hmm. that segue. Alfonso Cuaron has been rumored to have been meeting with DC to direct a film. Ooh. 
and I'm and it will, I'm oh, into that because Alfonso yes, like, Cuarón is amazing. Uh, and I think what now I want to ask like what movie would it be? Right? What would he do? I have no idea. I feel like something like Justice League Dark would be the best idea but since I think Del Toro, Del Toro still is he still attacked? I don't know because Del Toro has like six projects going and then he has nothing and then he has six more projects. Del Toro's yeah. all over the place. I'm we'll curious see. now. I think he still is. Maybe I don't know. <coughs> but yeah, uh, uh, have you heard about this new Liam Neeson movie? No. He's playing like it's a, it's like a Taken style revenge movie, uh-huh. where he plays like a snowplow driver. Okay. Out for revenge. I actually have a leaked clip from that movie. <gasps> Our driveway snowed in. Old man winter. <laughs> That's right. I fill your driveways with ice and snow. What are you gonna do about it? Nothing. That's what. <laughs> Stop! Mr. Plow! Get out, you lousy season! All right, I'm going. My head hurts. I have to lie down for a while. Yay! Hello, I'm Mr. Plow. Are you tired of having your hands cut off by snow blowers and the inevitable heart attacks that come with shoveling snow? Uh-huh. Then call Klondike 53226. Call now and receive a free T-shirt. He could still surprise you. But I'm a real tightwad. Can I afford this remarkable system? Absolutely. My prices are so low, you'll think I've suffered brain damage. You are fully bonded and licensed by the city, aren't you, Mr. Plow? Shut up, boy. Ah! So remember, <laughs> call Mr. Plow. That's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. Wow, that's crazy. That's a real... That's a real departure from Liam Neeson. I'm very my, excited for that movie. My head hurts. I need to lie down is what I say after I've seen a Taken movie. <laughs> Listen, Taken <laughs> 1 was incredible. Taken 1 was fine. Um, Taken the 1 best was thing, The best thing that I have gotten out of the first Taken movie was a field trip because I was still in high school with all the like... Fucking child. Yeah. And... um. It was pissing everyone off. Everyone was super mad on the bus because we were watching Taken, and I just kept saying it during the um, first uh, credits. Like, the movie hadn't really started yet. I was like, somebody's going to get Taken. This is a Taken thing is happening. I just kept saying And then the teacher finally threatened threatened me, and so I stopped. And so, so you've just always been min- like this, huh? Huh? So you've just always been like this? Like yes. Just, like, the so last for 50... Years? Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> No, um. so 15 minutes go by, and it gets to the part where the daughter's under the bed and stuff. She screams, and it's that silence on yeah. the phone, and I just scream, She got taken! God. Everybody thought it was funny, though. Christ. I was justified in being annoying. That's like me and Andy <laughs> talking about taken, just like straight tooken. Yeah. Uh, but God, it went like, from pissing everyone off to actually everyone laughing. So That's I, like a, there's a, a classic tweet. Where somebody tweeted out, um, while watching Chappie with my girlfriend, when Chappie comes up on stream on screen, poke my girlfriend and whisper, "That's Chappie." God. Oh, Speaking of, take I, a drink. This is just kind of like a, a a little sidebar. Did we all get tricked into thinking Neil Blomkamp was a great director and he isn't? Because like, yeah. District Nine was amazing, and that's it. I like, like Elysium more than District Nine because I'm crazy. 
Yeah, you are. Elysium's fine. Chappie's fine. But, like, he was the next guy. Yeah. Uh, right up until we realized he was not the next. Because some people keep talking about, like, oh, man, he was going to make this Alien movie, and he yeah. didn't. And, like, listen, Alien Covenant might not have been good, but I don't know if Neil Blomkamp could have really done much better. I think Neil Blomkamp would have done something different. I mean, probably, yeah. I want a different Alien movie at this point, please. That's fine. Uh, have you seen the picture of the Wonder Woman 84 cast? No. It's very good. I just linked it to you. It is them in the, it is the cast and the director in the style of The Breakfast Club. It is so good. Fucking, <laughs> fucking Tiara. I, I've yep. got its head still. That's so great. Yep. Yeah. That's I love all, everything about that's that. That's about all there is there, but I'm super excited for Wonder Woman 84. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Paul Walker's brothers. Yeah say that they are interested in his character making like a cameo return in the fast and furious movie just like showing up for a second and like saving the day or something like that something to they said they want it to be something that can you know carry on the legacy of how great he was as a person i i am just gonna be a bad person and say i think it's because they want their screen mode cap checks again like they I, had to do I in the last it. movie I doubt it. I, that I seems don't... super random that they want I mean, that. Like, listen, they love their brother. Their brother was like, uh, like from uh, from every single. Yeah, Paul Walker was like a saint. A, yeah, he's a yeah. genuinely good person. I think I totally he died during him. a charity event for fuck's yeah. sake. Like, I think <laughs> how saintly can you get? It's like I, I I think it's understandable where they're coming from. They're probably still coping with it. You know, it was years ago, but that's still hard to get over. Right, right. And right. I understand like you see the you see this franchise going. Like and you're you're sitting at home and you know you got a you got a movie with a spinoff movie coming out next year and then a new sequel coming the year after that. I think they're just afraid of him being forgotten. Yeah, which I totally understand. I understand. I play, I, but I, get I I I think they wrote him off in such a way that like, listen, if anybody can watch the end of Furious Seven and not cry, they are a monster. <laughs> They are a monster, cause Jesus, and y- you don't want to sully that, like, because no. no matter what, you'll always have that. I th- also, there could be the the thing that technically his last movie was Brick Mansions. It was. So I don't know yeah. if that makes that people matters. feel weird about it. it I doubt could. it. It's weird. Um, but yeah. So you know, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is coming out in December. Yeah. And we've got a little bit more casting news. Oh, cool. Spider-Man Noir is going to be in it. Ooh. Voiced by a channeling Humphrey Bogart, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. I yeah. love Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like, Nicolas Cage is voicing Spider-Man Noir in Into the Spider-Verse, and he said he is, like, doing it in a very hum- Humphrey Bogart-ish way, which is what God, you should do. What a fucking psychotic treasure. God, have you seen the trailer for his new movie? Yes. Oh yes, I have. Uh, oh, God, what's it called? I can't um, remember. Yeah, because it's like it's like neon black metal noir bullshit, and Mandy. it's crazy. Mandy, Mandy I yeah. thought so. Yeah, um, whatever independent film. I think it was Sundance. Sundance lost their fucking mind over it. Oh yeah, it's they it's went bonkers. Rave review. Uh, let me see. Here. All I could think of was like, I really hope his son's band did the uh, music. No, the music is by Johan Johansson. No, I know, I know, uh, but who, is, who may- does weird stuff? Right. You may not know the joke then, because you know his son is in a black metal band. I did not. Yes, like full face paint and everything. It's hilarious. 
But yeah, it's it's directed by Panos Cosmatos, who did Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yes, no, no. As soon as I saw that's who did it, I was like, this makes all the fucked up sense in the world. Yeah. Also, apparently his dad was the director of Tombstone. Oh. And he broke into the movies working as like an uh, assistant in on Tombstone, like a second unit assistant. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mandy, it's getting incredible reviews. Um, the tombstone. Yeah, people are super into it. It yeah. looks ridiculous. Yeah, do you know about Beyond the Black Rainbow? Because I haven't seen it Not yet. Really? As far as I know, it is a psychedelic, really fucked up um, uh, space odyssey, basically. Okay. Um, yeah, do you ever see Only God Forgives? Oh God! Is that the Nicholas Winding Refn movie with um, yeah yeah with yeah his, with uh, Ryan Gosling was Tony yeah, yeah. in that one? Yeah, uh, I yeah. think so. But um, it was his follow up to Drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's way more choppier. It's less yes. linear. Um, yes. And I've seen people compare the the filming style to that, but it's even more like just, it is crazy out there. Like so, he's like I a get, less up his own ass Darren Aronofsky. Oh yeah, probably because it's more it's more fucky. Just like I get a lot of like Dark City mixed with uh, two thousand one okay. vibes, um, but again, super nonlinear as far as I can tell. Yeah, I've been wanting to see it, and definitely want to see Mandy at some point. So yeah, Mandy's getting a wide release soon, so mm-hmm. I'll hopefully be able to see that. Uh, the last bit of movie news we have is I don't think we're gonna dwell on this. This is one of the most cursed headlines I've ever seen, and I had to share it with someone else. There is a live-action animation hybrid Family Guy movie in development. Moving on. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Watchmen. Order My dad loves the Orville. That's all I have to say. I know some people who really like the Orville. I've heard it's better than I expected. I would just rather keep watching Deep Space Nine. Uh, <laughs> Watchmen ordered to series at HBO for next year. Yeah, have um, you seen the cast list? Yeah, let me pull that up. Because we have some... We do have a cast. Let me mm-hmm. see here. Television series. Why doesn't that have a fucking Wikipedia? God damn it. Give me a second. Okay, yeah. Uh, we've got Adelaide Clemens, Lou Gossett Jr., Jeremy Irons, Don Johnson. Oh, Don yeah. fucking Johnson. Tim Blake Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and, and none of these people have been assigned care. We don't know who they're playing. Right. But like, I always thought that uh, Watchmen should have been a tv series to begin with watchmen is way too dense for a movie Mm -hmm. uh i i was fine with Zack snyder's watchmen yeah i i think it was a very good i think it was a very faithful adaptation of the book to a fault yeah it was too faithful uh you know it's it's people who don't understand that like can't just yank like they're different mediums. You can't yank something from the page and put it on the screen. That's why the first two Harry Potter movies are garbage because it's <laughs> like watching a book. Because like Christopher Columbus is a very is the most boring director guy. in the world. And what got the Harry Potter films back on track? Alfonso Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm super interested to you see. You know, it's really sad, and it's what's a- that? Oh, uh, it's it's a very interesting tidbit that I didn't know, but I've asked a bunch, and at least out of the like ten Harry Potter book fans that I know, their least favorite movie is a uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Because the it's Harry really Potter weird. book fans are wrong and dumb. Uh, because Harry Potter book fans 
uh, want the movies to be the first two. Harry Potter book fans don't understand that books and movies are two different fucking mediums. Oh, no. They just want a movie to be an exact recreation of the book. That's my girlfriend. We have a lot of discussions. Harry Harry Potter book fans are the types of people that would have a mug that says the book is better. And (laughs) those people are the worst. Yeah. Oh, no. So I love my girlfriend to death and I will defend her honor. But one Christmas knew i liked game of thrones and so she got me the book series <laughs> instead of the the the, the dvds the of the first like three four <laughs> seasons yeah i was i just looked at her and i was like why did you do this and he's like because and she was like because you need to read the books and i'm like hey do i need to <laughs> here's the thing her not knowing anything about those books either i, I think i think that's like a noble idea like i don't think there's anything wrong like i read the first three game of thrones books they're incredible books i enjoyed reading them they're very very good i know i just i thought it was funny it's like oh, oh yeah like, like oh yeah this you're not gonna give like, me the dvds you're gonna yeah, give me the fucking like, books you watch the show so obviously you are going to read the book no nope. uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it was just yeah but yeah like people who are god it's the worst like people who think that like a, an adaptation of a book should just be like should take out all artistic liberty from the people actually working on the film and are just like no you just take what's on this page and you put it on screen you don't put your spin on it you don't do anything interesting with it that's why uh chamber of secrets and sorcerer's stone were bad movies because that's what they were they look like hallmark movies yeah that's what you get when I wouldn't say bad. They were just very simplistic. I, go watch them. Those movies are bad. I know. I have. I've seen, like, um, like, like watch them. Recently. That's another thing. We will do like an overview of the Harry Potter series. Oh, we yeah, won't we'll go super in eventually. depth, but we'll yeah. like you know just ramble about also, all seven for like. Also, if you're uh, to plug another podcast, if you're very interested in that stuff, uh, the Ringer is a podcast called Binge Mode, mm-hmm. uh, where they did Binge Mode Game of Thrones was the first one, nice. where they did every single episode. And now they're doing Harry Potter, and they're doing the books and the movies. So nice. like, like the first like ten episodes is like, all right, episode one is like chapters one through five of Sorcerer's Stone, and they go through all the books over the course of multiple episodes. They go through the whole book over the course of multiple episodes, and then they do the movie, and then they move on to the next book. Uh, I am amazed that Jason the Cameron. Ringer is doing such good podcasts on films and stuff because like rewatchables like, is see, something that I grab all the time now. You're amazed at that. Because you didn't read Grantland. No, I didn't. I read Grantland for, like, I've been reading their stuff for, like, almost the past 10 years. Right. So it makes total sense to me. That's Because cool. they, they have some of the best minds for that stuff. They do have mm-hmm. some head-ass, shitty entertainment articles that are, you know, very entertainment article But for the most part, really good stuff. Yeah, because, but apparently everyone does. Well, it's just who does it less it's and depends. does more innovative ideas. You know why the Rewatchables is so good? Because nobody on the Rewatchables is a movie writer. Nobody on the Rewatchables is a movie critic. It's just folks That's who enjoy true. movies. Like Bill Simmons, yeah. Shea Serrano. These are not people who are movie writers. They just enjoy flicks. And that's, yeah, what, that's what makes the Rewatchables special. They convinced me to rewatch um, uh, Jaws and um, uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, no. Af- they after twisted I- your arm and made you rewatch two of the best movies of all time. I'd already had my mind set on both of them, so I didn't think I needed to rewatch them. But listening to them it's like you know what no yeah. i need i want to go back um jaws is actually i think better than i at first thought jaws is a great um, movie jurassic park's about the same 
Ah, Jurassic Park's fantastic. Uh, also, well, early next year, we're getting the second season of One Punch Man, finally. I yes. should watch One Punch Man. Good. I should, but there's no easy, because I think, like, cartoon, because, like, listen, I'm a filthy pleb, and I watch dubbed anime. No, it's fine. And But, Dump's no, great. there's no fucking way to watch it. It's not mm. a Funimation or anything. Like, I think Cartoon Network has yeah. the dub of One Punch Man locked up, like, behind some, like, even if you log in with your cable subscriber, you can only one or two episodes. It's, it's really difficult to watch the dub of One Punch Man. Uh, that's about all the TV stuff we have. We don't have much left. Uh, Celebi is coming to Pokemon Go in a couple days. I'm excited about nice. that. Uh, the WWE 2K19 showcase is coming back. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, you know where you, like, you play through like the Attitude Era or Stone Cold's career? Uh, and the one for 2K19 is Daniel Bryan. Ooh. And cool. so th- they've, they've said it's going back to like 2003 when he had a match against Cena on Velocity. Wow. So That's they're awesome. gonna that was and it was when he was the American Dragon Brian Danielson in WWE. So they're gonna have that version of Daniel Bryan in the game. Dude, people are gonna yeah. lose their brains. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. I'll play it. Event. I God, I wish the WWE games were better than they are. Like it's such a weird balance because they want they want you to play it like it's a competition, but they want it to have the drama of being a worked match, and so it just doesn't feel right. 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 It's it's weird. Um, we had recently had two games get big gameplay reveals in Red Dead Redemption Two and the new Doom game. Uh, mm-hmm. Super excited for Red Dead Redemption Two. Red Dead Redemption One is one of my favorite games of all time. Just a complete masterpiece. Jesus Christ, that game is so good. Uh, I'm super excited for Doom Eternal as well. Uh, you know, I'm they, very they... excited for Doom. More so for me, yeah. Did you play the 2016 Doom game? Yes, you did. We talked about that. Yeah, that yes, game is so. Go on YouTube. There's a guy named Danny O'Dwyer. He used to work at GameSpot. Uh, he has a YouTube channel called NoClip where he does these incredible crowdfunded video game documentaries. Really good. It's just some of the best documentaries. And he puts them all up on YouTube. And one of the first ones he did was about that 2016 Doom game. Mm-hmm. About how it was in development for years and it got scrapped multiple times and they were having a hard time figuring out what to do with it. And Bethesda and picked it up. He was talking about... Well, no, it was Bethesda bought id... But it was all the same studio that's been working on it this whole time. Okay. Yeah, like it's still it's. it's I thought they software. scrapped it because Bethesda no, took over. No, like Bethesda, Bethesda owns ID, but they don't run ID. Like ID is still just its own thing under the basically ID is under Bethesda, so now ID has more money to work with. Gotcha. Uh, but they don't like micromanage ID or anything. That's it's awesome. all the same people because ID you know, has been around in in Texas in like outside Dallas for right. you know twenty thirty years. Cool. Since they were cre- literally creating the first-person shooter with uh, Wolfenstein 3D and Doom. Uh, but yeah, so he was talking to one of the guys, like one of the narrative guys. Yeah. And they were like, we couldn't figure it out. And like, Doom 3 was okay, but it took itself way too seriously. Mm-hmm. And so he was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I know what's going on. You know what's going on. I know that you know what's going on. And you know that I know what's going on. Right. We should just... Like, we get it. This is dumb. It's great, but it's dumb. You're fighting demons on Mars. Yep. And so he said that, like, let's just have fun with it. Let's, like, let's lean into how ridiculous it is. And so in that early set, he had a whole part of the documentary that was just about that, like, first 10 minutes of the game, Mm -hmm. which is maybe the best game intro of all time. 
you know, you wake it up. tells you to go fuck yourself with the um, tutorials. Well, yeah, like you wake up, you shoot, you immediately shooting. Like within yep. within ten seconds, you are shooting demons. You go to the computer screen, and there's just a big thing that's a, a big alert that says demonic invasion in progress. And when you see that, you know, oh, they're in on it. They get it. This is the type of game this is. You put on the doom suit. You kill some stuff. You go up the elevator. You have the hard title screen, and then the music pauses. You cock the shotgun, and you walk out of the elevator as the music kicks in again. Amazing. Yes. God, that game is so good. Doom Eternal looks even better. Yep. You have a grappling hook? <laughs> yeah, people are losing their minds over that. He showed, they were fighting like there was a cacao demon, like the big floating eye demon. He grappling, yes. and you, only, you can only kill it on the backside, and the dude grappling hooked the demon, used his momentum to swing around it and kill it on the backside. It's so good. Oh, that game looks so good. And you also have a um, shoulder-mounted uh, flamethrower thing that looks awesome. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, the Did you know gaming for Doom 2016 is really great? It goes yeah. mostly into detail of how the music's made. It's awesome. In that documentary, uh, he had a whole episode where he interviewed the guy who did the music. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, there's a, so- there's a song There's a song. Uh, that's made using a chainsaw on a guitar. Yeah, like he goes okay. into all that. It's very good. Check out No Clip. Some incredible documentaries. Uh, that's about it for games. Uh, just need to take a moment. We lost Jim Neidhart this week uh, mm-hmm. in the world of wrestling. Uh, Anvil was a great dude. He had his fair share of troubles, yep. uh, especially in the '90s. But by all, like he was incredibly talented. The Hart Foundation, such a great, such a great team. Uh, I would love Brett's to see the only them. one that's left, and it's probably yep. hurting him every day. Yep, because Bulldog, Pillman, Owen, Owen. and Nightheart—like it's crazy. I want them to induct the Hart Foundation in the Hall of Fame. This might be a silly over comparison, but it does make me think of like the Kennedy family a little bit. I could kind of see that, like, like they're the Kennedys of wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, it's. It's a bummer. Like he did some great stuff. Go back and watch some of his stuff on the network. It's so could, much fun. Because you kind of add Tyson Kidd to that list as far as tragedies go, too. Yeah, yeah. Tyson Kidd's career being cut short, absolutely. Like, like in the worst way. Yeah. It's it. He could have died. He as very cr- easily could have died. Yeah, him. The way he could have died is just as crazy as the fact that he's alive. Yep. Like both circumstances are astronomical. Yep. He like had yeah he had point two percent chance of survival or something or like he had like a ten percent chance of survival and like a point five percent chance of walking of walking again. again and he's yeah. fucking mobile he's, as fuck yeah and he's great he's a backstage producer for the WWE right now and putting yeah. on and putting on great matches um yep. so I think we're gonna finish things off today uh with our NXT predictions we yep. predicted SummerSlam last week and by the time this is out SummerSlam will be over so I'm really glad that we got. Mr. Vaughn, correct. And we got Mr. Vaughn, wrong. That's crazy, right? <laughs> and even though NXT is obviously over by this point, we're still going to give our predictions. Right. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus EC3. I'm going to say Velveteen. Yeah, I think Velveteen. Uh, Velveteen could use a big win on a takeover. He's already got one. Yeah. He beat Cassius Ono. Right, uh, but that was several months ago. He's He's yeah. been having a... But also, he breaks Velveteen, in all the new guys, though. That's his. That is his thing. He's a gatekeeper yeah. in that sense. Velveteen is the type of character. He doesn't, doesn't need, need wins, wins or right. titles. He right. is. He he just has a presence 
that he doesn't need it. Really uh, fantastic. And he's... I, mm-hmm. I'm probably wrong, but he's the first wrestling fan of this level to me that I've noticed. Well, he's he just the first, understands his caliber. He's the first open wrestling fan. Cause like for a long time, right. you hear stories about like people who would get hired in the WWE and it would be like, don't act like a Mark, right. you know? And so you had people that are wrestling fans like edge, Was edge and Christian, fan. like yeah. those dudes, like edge, you Xavier can see Woods. edge sitting in the crowd at WrestleMania six in Toronto. Right, right. Uh, Baby, Sasha Blanks, well. Sasha Banks. Like, yeah. But Velveteen is the one who, like, we knew about that before. Like, he was super open with that stuff when he was on Tough Enough. Yep. Uh, and I think it's just part of him being on Tough Enough. Uh, Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain. I think Undisputed keeps it. I think Mustache Mountain. I think they take it back. But it wouldn't shock me if Undisputed Era kept. Yeah. Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Yeah, I also say Undisputed Era keeps their tag belts because I think Ricochet takes the North American. I was American. about to say, if Undisputed Era keep their belts, Ricochet takes the North American Championship. If they or they lose, both could keep it because they're, you know, Undisputed fucking true. era. Uh, if, yeah, uh, but I think Ricochet. I think Adam mm-hmm. Cole. I think it's time for Adam Cole to move into the NXT title picture. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Okay, uh, we'll get there. Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. I think Kyrie. I've said since January, <laughs> Shayna takes the title from Ember Moon in New Orleans. Kyrie takes it from Shayna in Brooklyn. I've you can you can back me up. I've been saying that yes. for months. Yes, you have. Kyrie say, in a last man standing match for the championship, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Gotta be Gargano. I, yeah. Yeah, because I think, and I think the story will be like, this will be their last match. Because I think the story will be Champa's like, "Fuck you, I don't need this anymore. I'm going to go to the main roster." That's the thing. I think the loser of this match goes to the main roster. Yeah, and it, but, I, but it, it just makes more one. sense for Champa because Champa cares less about this feud yeah. from a character standpoint. He's like, well, "I was champion. Well, no, Gano's a cheating whatever. Champa leaving." puts on like he doesn't care but i think he does like he tries to be the like devil may care oh i don't care i'm the champion i don't give a shit but he he still cares about johnny and he's still like he wants to take out johnny as bad as johnny wants to take out him he's just better at hiding it Uh, i think he's more willing to get over not get over it but like yeah run away i saw a really good twitter thread because you were talking about yes alistair black was supposed to be in this match and he got a like a he got like testicular torsion like, he had a very bad injury. Poor bastard. And I saw somebody make a good point about how I think this match is going to be lesser because he's not in it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of... I think it would have been interesting. It would have been different. It finally would have been Alistair in a main event. Yes. And I think there's a lot of little things about Alistair that feeds into the story. Yeah. For example... NXT TakeOver Chicago in the ladder match. Uh, Authors of Pain versus DIY. They, DIY gets the ladder and like puts it underneath Champa's head and like lifts him up with it before Johnny runs in to make the save yeah. and gets killed with the ladder. And then in their match in New Orleans, Champa gets the crutch and puts it underneath Johnny's head and lifts him up to like look him eye to eye before he like hits him with the thing. Mm-hmm. What does Alistair do before he hits the black mass? 
right? Yeah, there could be that situation. Yeah, like little things like that. Like he could be hit lifting up Champa for the black mass with his foot. And then just in a moment of just like reflex without even thinking of it, Johnny runs in and takes it and saves Champa. Yep. Not because he wants to, just because like he's been in that. Like, the, like it's just adrenaline and he's, oh no. Like he goes back to know, being in like, DIY. Like Alistair was the perfect thing to add to the match. The I think perfect so. thing in this match. I think this match is still going to be incredible, but right. I think it would have been so good with Alistair in it. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. Um, it's a, it's a scary like force of the universe though where it's like no you can't be in this. Yep. Also, I'm super curious though because the way they wrote him off like he got attacked or ambushed. Yep. If Gargano wins, would that mean Gargano's the one that ambushed him? I don't know. Listen, we've had like five freaking <laughs> ambushes yeah. in the NXT parking lot yeah, yeah. never get yeah, solved. The, yeah, the fucking Hideo Tommy, we still don't know who attacked him. Hideo Tommy tweeted out NXT parking lot unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm glad he's still got humor on it. Yep. Yeah, here we go. Okay, All somebody right. I'm just gonna kinda go through this thread that was incredible. Like uh a guide to the themes and motifs of Gargano and Ciampa in the lead up and what could have been, you know, the themes we have the, the exposed knee, you know, in the cruiserweight classic match, Ciampa puts like pulls the knee pad down before he hits right. Johnny and then pulls it back up and then, and then hit him. Then when he attacked him after Chicago hit him with the exposed knee, yep. it was the face grab grabbing him by like, like, cause there are like four different times, like Johnny or Ciampa, grabbing Johnny by the face as Johnny's on his knees or vice versa. Um, the DIY finisher, which was the double running knee. Uh, it was something that two people could perform without meaning to work together. It could be yeah. like, cause so imagine Alistair sitting on the mat dazed and they come from either side yeah. of the ring and hit him in the middle with their old finisher. Um, sitting side by side, uh, you know, just like taking a moment in the match, just sitting next to each other and like contemplating what they've done. <coughs> also, Black's dramatic sitting is part of his moveset. Yep. And so like they both in this grueling match sit down and then they look over and Black just sits next to them and like startles them. <laughs> oh, it would have been so good. You know, like, like You're making me upset. <laughs> like no padding, taking the padding off the floor, taking the padding it's they're gonna. It's gonna be great without Black, but man, I think Black would have been. He so was exactly good. what we needed. He was the perfect addition. Mm. But when's the last time the same match headlined three takeovers? Was it? We jo- we always said this, man. This was the saga. This was. Yeah. We've been waiting Joe a year versus for this. Nakamura. Did that do three takeovers? I don't think it did. No one was uh, a house show. Well, yeah, but yeah. Let me see. Fucking Lowell, Massachusetts. Yep. Let me see. No, I'm curious. Finn Balor versus Joe got two in a row. I don't know. Samoa Joe and Nakamura got two in a row. Mm-hmm. Nakamura and Bobby Roode got two in a row. <coughs> and that's about it. And then, yeah, Gargano and Champa are the only ones that are going to go three times. Oh, man. It's going to be so good. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Alistair Black tweeted yesterday... Um, just black marker written over I saw the that. NXT Brooklyn. I am watching you. Yep. That's, also, that's cool. 
go back and watch carefully the video of them finding Alistair Black in the in the parking lot because everybody was there. Like they put a billion what ifs because like <clears throat> one of my favorites is the Undisputed Era are there looking like a bunch of teenage girls going to the mall because they have two people they're in a convertible two people are <laughs> sitting in the front seat and then like Roddy and and Adam Cole are in the back not sitting in the seats like sitting up like above on like the yeah, truck, no the Undisputed like Era teenage girls going to the mall Undisputed Era are teenage girls going yes. to the mall it's kind of amazing like I have a already expressed yeah. to you um uh fucking roderick strong's he he is the new a aj styles from the christian coalition kind of yes. situation Silly where he is such a dorky henchman yeah. where he's like he's like no i'm a bad guy i do bad stuff yeah. like knock ice cream out of kids hands <laughs> exactly you know that kind of stuff it's yeah. so great perfect uh, that way it's, so, yeah, it's really that, great uh you see champa champa's like walking into the building like holding his title tight uh, Gargano's mm -hmm. there. Lars Sullivan is like off in the background, looking like fucking Bigfoot, just like <laughs> barely, barely viewable in the background. There's a lot of oh different directions God. they could take it in. So yeah, I'm, fucking I'm curious. NXT but, loves Clue, right? But this isn't a this isn't a long term injury. He'll be back, you know, in a couple months. Yeah, because because was it a pulled groin or it's testicular, testicular torsion? Yeah, so that's like something you just fix it and you just can't strain yourself for a few weeks. It's yeah. not. Let me see. It's not even find. an injury as much as like a physical accident. Uh, I'm like it, you don't recuperate the same way. Yeah, um, I've seen some people saying he should just. And this is also a thing. So here's the thing: they could have him come back and actually finish a fucking a somebody got attacked in the parking lot store. Yeah. Or they should just call him up to the main, like have him debut again on the main roster. Yeah, he he was heading that way anyway. Like honestly, I think the original plan was what for they him did to, with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it was for him to main event take over Brooklyn and then show up all like get and then like the SmackDown after take or after SummerSlam we get video package teases for Alistair Black. Yeah, I think he he was on his way to the main roster. Absolutely. So we'll see. I, I, I'm cool with it either way. I don't think... I feel like if Gargano or Champa get called up, Alistair doesn't, which is why I think that they both might stay in NXT for a little while longer. Yeah, we'll see. There's, there's a lot of ways it can go for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I, another reason why I think Shayna drops the title is I think she gets called up. I think she goes to maybe SmackDown because they don't want her and Rousey on the same show. Right, right. Or they could try and turn her baby face, bring her up as Rousey's buddy, or they can try and turn Rousey heel and have her as Rousey's muscle, but Rousey couldn't be heel because she wouldn't get booed. There's a lot of different directions it could go in. I'm right. excited for I'm excited for the shows this weekend that we've already watched. Yeah. <laughs> what great shows. Right? What a All good right. time. I can't believe that Mr. Blanc did that thing. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think that's it for today. That's mm -hmm. always a good time. And you just want to gush about Black Panther. I can right but it's a good time as always thank you jesse for joining me uh, you can find <laughs> us on twitter at consumerism with a one for the i i am at na davis 47 and jesse still hasn't figured out social media we'll see you guys next time.